Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation is proud to present Philanthropy and Friends, the podcast that explores the positive impact of philanthropy and nonprofits in our communities. With your host, Jane Powell. Hi, my name is Jane Powell. Welcome to Community Connections brought to you by the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation. This is a show showcasing community involvement. And today, I have a great guest, and we're going to learn so much about public health. My guest is Dr. Sherry Young. She is with the Kanawha County, or the Kanawha Charleston Health Department, and uh, Executive Director, Health Officer. And let me get this right. Sherry Young, you are a DO, an FAAFP, which is a National Fellow of the um, Academy of American Family Physicians? That's correct. Wow, okay. And other credentials that you have are President of the State, West Virginia State Medical Association. Yes. And President of the West Virginia Academy of uh, Family Physicians Association. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Thank you. So, thank you so much for being here. You're a busy lady. I I fill my days. (laughs) It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. So today we're really going to talk a lot about your role with the Canal Charleston Health Department and things that you're doing there. And I know it all intertwines. Um, Your calendars, you're juggling all these hats. But with the Canal Charleston Health Department, you're doing um, some great programs and a lot of outreach. And I think that that is just really wonderful things for us to talk about and to share. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm very happy to be here and I'm so happy to talk about everything that we've been doing yeah. at Kanawha Charleston. And so when I took this job, one of the promises I made was to get out into the communities mm-hmm. and the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation has helped us do that. Um, you know, a, As you know, we are in the middle of an opioid epidemic mm-hmm. and we are fighting some uh, very serious infectious diseases because of the epidemic. Um, we are looking at HIV and Hep C and how we connect two people to get them into care and and identifying these people um, that are that are at risk and hopefully getting them into treatment before um, it becomes an infectious disease issue but right. also identifying people who may have already contracted the diseases and getting them into care and so we've um, thank you to the foundation uh, so much for allowing us uh, to get out into these communities to do some of that outreach so not only is that outreach helping prevent spreading of it, mm-hmm. it is helping the quality of life of the patient. Absolutely. And so something I really want people to know is that when we talk about HIV, HIV is very different than what we had 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. We have several um, advances in medicine that now you can take a daily medication. It's not the complicated uh, medications that used to make people sick and you know several times a day having to remember to take medications. The medications for HIV so much better than what we used to have and very effective. We have found that now if somebody has contracted HIV, as long as they are connected to care early, that they can have almost a normal lifespan, living into their late 60s, early 70s, as their lifespan would uh, uh, typically be. And and so that is very, very important for people to know, not to fear HIV. So that's very different than maybe the image that we have from movies or from television um, of the HIV patient. 
Yes, the, the, the vision of the HIV patient has changed so much in the, in the past few decades. And there's something else that I really want to get out for people to know as well. There's prevention out there called PrEP therapy. And what that is is a daily medication that you can take that if you are at risk for any reason of HIV, that of using IV drugs, um, that of high risk behaviors um, uh, outside of that, you can be on a medication you take once a day that is highly effective, between 75 to 95% effective in in preventing HIV as well. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. We are gonna uh, try to build that capacity to get that to people mm -hmm. um, from the health department. We already have partners at uh, Health Rights and Covenant House, as well as the Ryan White program, mm -hmm. uh, who are prescribing this in our area. So um, we are all hands on deck trying to fight this HIV. That's great. I love that you're working with all the different uh, groups uh, throughout the county. Yes, to you. try to uh, stop and prevent spread and, and people getting worse. That's wonderful. Um, and so I guess maybe that brings, so uh, your office in the Charleston Clinic is right in downtown Charleston. Yes, we are across from uh, the Marriott and across from the Civic Center. Um, and so we are still in the same location. Mm -hmm. We are open eight to four, uh, Monday through Friday. And we have in the past few months, uh, made an effort to be open on a few Saturdays as well as on a few holidays so that people who uh, may otherwise be working can have access to uh, our services, including immunizations. So that's for the down the person that can be uh, downtown, can get downtown and has access to that. Mm -hmm. But you're also doing some community outreach in other parts of the county, is that right? Absolutely. So thanks to the uh, the grant that, that we've been working with, we've been able to do HIV and hepatitis C outreach to at-risk at people mm -hmm. in several several communities. Uh, for starting in St. Albans, we were able to test uh, 38 individuals and not only do that, but partner with the University of Charleston Pharmacy Program to provide naloxone training. Oh, yeah. Naloxone is a life-saving medication for people who may be having an opioid overdose. Mm -hmm. And so we're not just going in the medical capacity, we're going in the uh, prevention capacity and, and educating people as well as getting them into treatment and, and really just getting to know them. Um, in addition to St. Albans, we've reached out to Boone County, which is a little lower turnout, mm -hmm. uh, but still happy to do that. Um, uh, we've been to Booker T. Washington uh, Community Center in London, West Virginia, mm -hmm. which are wonderful, wonderful people there. And most recently, we did an HIV outreach event where we tested and connected to uh, 53 people at a recovery unit. Wow. And that has been so, that is my best day at work, yeah. I have to say, is that not being behind a desk, but being out there testing uh, for HIV, talking about risk factors, and the, the people that were in the recovery community, hearing their stories, hearing what, where they had gone, what their, um, how they had come back from so much adversity to come back to now be in recovery mm -hmm. and uh, having jobs and responsibilities. And it was just amazing to get to see them. Uh, face to face. So I'm going to put you on the spot sure. um, just a little bit, but this is always one of my favorite things to hear. Um, can you think of, of someone that you worked with or a story that you heard that you could share? 
So I have met so many wonderful people in the community as well as community leaders uh, through the outreach that we've been doing. But um, probably my favorite story so far is a gentleman that uh, I met who had been incarcerated mm -hmm. um, due to some due to um, having his life just completely disrupted by the opioid epidemic, mm -hmm. and he learned to express himself through tattoo and through body art. And he uh, is now in recovery, and he's his job uh, is going to be um, working at a tattoo place where he can help other people um, with, with their expression. And so to see him go from deep, deep, deep in the throes of an opioid addiction to building his life back, to have a creative outlet at the end of that, um, it's just wonderful. But there are so many wonderful people that we've met, so many community leaders. Um, I've, I've got to meet with mayors all across Kanawha County. And most recently, I had met with the mayor of Marmette, mm -hmm. uh, which we uh, have something wonderful coming out of, uh, of that meeting. That's right. So um, tell us about what's happened, because I believe that your event in Marmette is just um, one of hopefully many that'll happen in the future. Yes, so we will be having a community health fair on April 3rd mm -hmm. at the community center in Marmette. Okay. And so we're taking, we early in, in um, uh, my tenure, I was able to put together a uh, health fair at the health department, and it was wonderful. But I want to be able to pick that up and take that out, and so everybody in the communities mm -hmm. can uh, be involved and, and have uh, access to free medical advice, free medical care. So um, as I was saying, I had a great sit down with the mayor of Marmette. Um, I wanted to come in and do some community outreach, mm -hmm. HIV testing, Hep C testing, general medical testing, naloxone training. And it was so wonderful because he was so energetic in the fact that he wanted to bring in um, vaccinations for animals. Yeah. And yes, and so we're bringing in wonderful partners. We're bringing the American Red Cross. Um, we're hoping, we haven't got confirmation, but we're hoping that the uh, county sheriff's office will be able to provide drug take back. If not, we will have uh, those services available through another uh, entity. But we are really going to put together a wonderful product to highlight uh, the healthcare in Marmette and to show our presence there and to support them because it, it's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing we'll be yeah, able to do. So that is happening on April 3rd. Yes. Um, at, the rec at the Marmette Recreation Center. Yes. I love that you're doing it in their, com in their community because I think people um, are more open and receptive when you come to them. Yes, and that's something that I truly want to do. Um, I, I, I've been in the position about seven months, so mm -hmm. I haven't had a chance to do this in every community, but um, I am hoping that you will see us having a presence in, in other areas um, in the coming years so mm -hmm. that we can bring those opportunities to everyone. Yeah, I like that a lot. Thank you. Um, and I, I guess this time of year, any time of year, but particularly now, mm -hmm. we should talk about flu shots. Absolutely. We should always be talking about That's flu right. shots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I get my flu shot every year and have for as long as I can remember. Very good, very good. And the flu shot offers so much protection. Uh, we're seeing this year that is about 50% effective. We're completely um, reducing your risk of having the flu at all. But people forget that even if they do become ill with influenza-like symptoms, it, it does still decrease that time of being sick, the time off from work, and the transmission of disease. So the flu shot is so much more than just, um, j just protecting your individual self a a as far as the spread of flu. And um, I'll, I'll say for, for me, I have never gotten sick from the flu shot. You know, I think that's always kind of a myth that the flu shot will make you sick. 
Right. Um, I have not had that experience. Well, I, I can tell you from my clinical practice days that people would say that they um, would get sick from the flu shot. And it is typical because your body is mounting an immune response. Mm -hmm. um, there's no way for you to get the flu from the flu shot because it's not a live virus. Mm -hmm. So it cannot come back and make you sick. However, it is common to have a little low-grade fever, muscle aches, or just kind of feel like you have a cold for a day or two. And that's what your body is building that immunity. And so that's what your body is supposed to do um, from the flu shot. So that's perfectly normal, but it is not getting the flu. Flu yeah. is three or four days of nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, cough, congestion, fevers of 101 to 102 degrees. It's just, it, it's a severe Nasty. It's, it's nasty. So it's so much easier to get that flu shot mm -hmm. to prevent yeah, it. Yeah, it sure is. Good dead heart. Absolutely. Yeah, a little minute and it's over. Um, so we've talked a lot about your outreach and and the flu shots. And, and you did mention that you're um, kind of well into your first year on the job. Mm -hmm. And I know one of your goals is to continue the community outreach. Absolutely. And so the flu shot is one of those initiatives. Thank mm -hmm. you to the, um, the Kanawha County Commission for restoring some of our funding, which we are going to take and get 5,000 more flu shots out into the community for this year, Wow! Um, this coming year. And so we've been able to get into the community and we've been providing flu shots free of charge the last several months, but we're seeing a, an evolution in healthcare. We see more hospitals closing, which mm -hmm. decreases access. We're seeing people with higher deductibles on their insurance. So we want to remove any and all barriers to getting the flu shot. Um, we will still be going to uh, county schools and uh, private schools around the, the county to provide flu shots to students mm -hmm. and still doing community outreach to businesses. Um, but we will have more free flu shots um, coming for the next flu season uh, to, to protect our community. Wow, so it's not too late to no. get a flu shot. No. Is there a, an ideal time or a time that we should like mark our calendars to get flu shots? Absolutely, so it, there's never a point where it's too late to get a flu shot, but you wanna try to get that flu shot before flu activity occurs. Mm -hmm. So somewhere on the calendar between September and October, um, it takes two weeks for you to build immunity. And what we typically see, we'll start seeing a little bit of influenza in November, and typically we'll see two peaks. We'll see a peak around the end of December, and then another peak around February, which is exactly what we saw this year. Very typical flu trends. But we can see influenza into the summer months. So wow. if you have not had your flu shot, we are happy to provide that for you at the Okay. And I know department. that any information people wanted to learn about the Canal Charleston Health Department, they could find that on your website. Yes. And that let me uh, that address is on our screen, but it is uh, kchdwv.org. And I know they can find anything that they would want to, all the information and upcoming events. Yes. Dr. Young, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I've loved learning about the outreach, and I look forward to hearing more wonderful things. Thank you. I, I hope to see you in Marmette. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us. This has been Community Connections, brought to you by the Greater Canal Valley Foundation. We'll see you next time. For more info on the Greater Canal Valley Foundation, visit us online at tgkvf.org. Dot O-R-G.